Welcome to the Art Grind Podcast. I'm Tun Yang, the producer and your host today on this special edition. Hey, Art Grind listeners, this is a special edition since I just spent an entire week in Miami visiting all the art fairs there. Uh, when this is published, I would have been back for about a week now. So I'll tell you a little secret though. The reason I went was because I found an affordable package deal on Expedia, like completely last minute and the art fairs were something I was familiar with. So I decided to go there. What I wanted to do for the listeners is to give you some of my personal insights about my trip. So you will be better informed in deciding how to plan your trip to the art fairs if you decide to go next year. What I won't be talking about are sales figures from the art fairs. What I will be talking about is some tips on how to navigate the city during the art week and what to expect so you can make better informed decisions. It's mostly practical information for your travels. I'm assuming the listeners are 90% artists. So good question to ask as a visiting artist is, why are you going? Is it for inspiration, network, or for parties? It can be one or all of the above, but this will determine how you plan your trip. For me, it was all of the above since I'm on vacation. Another question is, are you going to be working at the fair? Or maybe you have some works and some art fairs. And if so, you might have to sit in the booth for some of the time or day, and it depends on the gallery. Some other questions to consider are, are you going alone with friends? Are you being courted slash sponsored by some rich person? If it's the latter, you really don't need to plan anything because they will do everything for you. It's all good. I was in the first category and my tips will be good if you're with friends too. So for context, I only have two friends in Florida and they live in Naples. So I told them I would be in Miami for the art fairs. They were only able to meet me one day because they just had a kid. So we had to figure out the logistics. So I knew I was going to be alone for the majority of the trip. So I posted on my IG to let people know I would be in town just in case. Then I also reached out to some of the acquaintances through DM also. It was a long shot, but worth the effort, I think. Um, So that was the extent of my outreach. The day before, I did a mad last minute research about all the main art fairs and satellite ones, along with parties happening around town. Some are connected to the art fairs and I did my best to put together a last minute itinerary. So let's talk about tickets. Art Basel only allows a time ticket, which was the most expensive one at $75. And it's one day use and it is timed. So you have to let them know in advance, you know, what time you're gonna be there. If you're balling, then you can get the $3,500 VIP ticket, or you could find a friend who has that and you could be their plus one. I actually bought a ticket for Art Miami, which was $60 for one day, but you could go in anytime, which is great. I actually ended up getting a VIP ticket for Art Miami because my friend Christine works at a gallery and she gave it to me. So I was able to pass on the ticket I bought to my friend in Naples and then get the other one in with the VIP pass. So the Art Miami VIP pass lets you into the Aqua Art Fair preview day for free too, but it doesn't cover the other satellite shows. So the cool thing is there are some extra perks that the Art Miami VIP pass has that I discovered during my own research. For example, there's 
an exclusive party at the Press Art Museum Miami, or PAM, where George Clinton was performing. I had to get a link from the VP of the marketing to RSVP for it, but I did, and it worked. It was only supposed to be for the VIPs and directors from the art fairs, but a lot of people showed up anyways. This is my theory. A gallery can give out a lot of the VIP tickets. I don't know if there's a max limit for it, and those VIP tickets can get two people in together. Now, this ticket I got from Pam allowed two people to. So, in theory, that makes it less exclusive, which is what actually happened at the party. That makes sense. If you have the Arbazo VIP ticket, that lets you into Nada and other fairs, I believe. That VIP ticket gives you more access. Let's run through the day passes for these fairs. Art Basel day ticket is $75. Aqua Art Fair is $30. And Nada is $55. Untitled is $55. Scope Art Fair is $60. And Design is $40. You can also get like multi-day passes. For example, Nada is $75 for multiple day passes, which I think is a pretty good price. So this should give you a decent idea of how to budget your trip as you're planning on which ones to go and which ones to skip. Okay, getting around. I think transportation is important to consider because it's going to determine your stress level while you're there. So I got my hotel in downtown Miami because it was affordable and it was close to a lot of the venues, including Art Miami. But in hindsight, I probably should have gotten a hotel in South Beach because that's where the majority of the art fairs were. So the biggest issue is getting from downtown Miami to South Beach. There are two ways to get there. One is by Art Miami, and that's the Venetian Causeway, which has a toll, and the other is the MacArthur Causeway, south of it. I have been stuck on the Venetian Causeway for an hour, and my friends have been stuck on there for even more than that. It is no joke, and it's a certainty during that week. It's just a matter of which day and when you're going to get stuck on it, but you will be stuck on it. The alternatives are biking to South Beach on the Venetian Causeway because they actually have a safe bike lane on it that I highly recommend. But once you get into the South Beach area, it gets a little hectic. Google Map also doesn't do a great job of showing you where the bike lanes are. So it can get a little crazy. And if you don't know your way around, it can get dangerous because cars can go pretty fast over there. So rule of thumb, if you get hit by a car on your bike around 15 miles per hour, you can probably walk away from it with just some broken bones. If it is over 25 miles per hour and up, you're probably going to die. So be safe out there. So in downtown Miami, I was taking Ubers a lot until I found out that I could use the Metro Mover, which is free. So it does a loop around most of downtown Miami and Brickell, which is known for the financial district and the city center. So that Metro Mover also connects with the train, which is not to be confused with the Metro Mover, which is free. I was a little confused, but I figured it out after asking around a bit. The interesting thing about the Metro Mover is that it's tiny and it usually only has one car. Sometimes it has some local security on it, but the same amount of crazies as you get in New York, minus the Showtime guys. 
I was actually able to walk from my hotel in downtown Miami to Miami Art Fair, but there were a lot of construction going on, so it can get dangerous. There's so much construction going on over there, and I think they're building some kind of arch. It's this huge arch and also a huge X. So maybe it's Elon's X? Who knows? The locals were as confused as I was. Okay, so on to the actual art fairs. We'll start with the ones on the mainland or downtown Miami, whatever you want to call it. I actually started with the VIP preview of for Art Fair Miami and Context. Now, this was supposed to be only for VIPs and collectors who want to, you know, avoid the crowd, but we were all in for a harsh surprise. It was insanely packed and a lot of people were fighting to get drinks into the VIP lounge. That was the scene the entire week. There was no letting up. You'll have to walk around people taking selfies, baby strollers, sometimes dogs. People are just lost. It's chaotic as hell. There are some breaks where you can actually get a chance to look at the art and talk to the people there, but it's rare. So just go in knowing that it's going to be chaotic and try to find some of these rare moments to actually enjoy the art and talk to the people in the booth. So here's a tip. If you want to network while you're there, you should get in touch with the gallery before the event and make sure the lead is hot so they will remember you because there's a lot happening building up to these art fairs and they're very busy. So if you haven't talked to them recently, they're not going to remember you. You might not even find the gallery owner there because they have rotating shifts and the gallery girl or guy might not know who you are or even care. Just keep in mind that these people working on these boots are stuck there all day and they are overworked and tired and they're just trying to put on a good face while filtering out who's a buyer and who's wasting their time. So don't waste their time. Maybe get them a drink or a snack because sometimes they can't even go and do that and because they're just stuck there and they'll really appreciate it. Art Miami and Art Context are connected through a small hallway, which is usually prone to bottleneck traffic. There is a nice outdoor lounge through the Art Miami side, so if you need some fresh air, that's where I would recommend you go. And I was there back in 2018 and it was the same layout. Not ahead one of my favorite entrances where you walk through a row of huge palm trees and it makes you feel like you're transported into an entirely different world. I loved the lawn which had these hammocks and there were multiple tables and benches you can relax at. There was also some chickens walking around which sort of just added to the ambiance. The boots were spacious and really well curated with a variety of artists and different stages of their careers. You will find some really nice, surprising works of art there. For example, one that stood out was a works of art from this 70-year-old lady from Ohio who collected rocks and created these wooden frames around them as art. That somehow just gave me hope. Now, a lot of these art fairs are on South Beach, so I'm going to cover that right now. So, Aqua Art Fair is at the Aqua Hotel, and it's actually one of the more fun fairs that I've visited. It would have been great if I went there with some friends just to enjoy the scene, because it's definitely a party. It's two floors of small art booths with a live DJ. One of the booths that stood out for me was this 
really cool French gallery from Saint Tropez. She combined pictures with perfumes and it was a sensory delight. When I walked in that booth, you could just smell the fragrance from all these different perfumes and it's it's an amazing experience. They had a cafe on the second floor too where all the people in costume hung out just to be seen. So, so it was really fun just to check that out. I would recommend this fair because it's more relaxed and has the friendliest vibe. Now, Art Basel is one of the biggest fairs out there in my estimation. I think it could probably fit both Scope and Untitled under its roof and that might not be accurate but it sure felt like it. If you're going to get a multi-day ticket for any of the art fairs, I would get it for this one because it's going to take a long time to see everything in it. I don't have much to say about the art in it because I was more concerned about not bumping into people at this fair. They had a strange way of shuffling and not paying attention to where they were going, so you really had to pay attention while walking. It's probably the most ostentatious fair while remaining classy and quiet. That's another thing that differentiated Art Basel from the other art fairs. It was quiet, like a museum, and the sheer size of it engulfed all of the pretension, which there were definitely a lot of. I feel like Design Miami is somewhat underrated and there's not enough appreciation for it, but it was actually one of the highlights of my trip while I was there. That's because I was coming from this chaos of the Miami art fair and context. When I visited Design Miami, it was a completely different vibe. One of the things that design does when it's done well is that it actually changes your state because everything is in its right place and everything is made to be pleasant to look at. Even some of the works that were loud fit in the context of the environment and it was just an amazing experience. Um, so one of the things I was pondering when I was at Design Miami was what is the actual difference between a piece of luxury furniture and a work of art? And my friend Christine said the only actual difference is that a designer wants to be identified as a designer. Some of the works in Design Miami could have easily been an art basel without a doubt. And the only reason they weren't in there was because the works are identified into a different category. You could argue that design has purpose, like a furniture has purpose, but there were the there were some ceramics and just sculptures that didn't have any purpose. So the only difference again was the fact that they were identified in a separate category. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. If you want a nice day by the beach, I would head down to Untitled because it is one of the most pleasing fairs to be at because it is right next to the beach and it had the best curated boots in my opinion. Everything in there was so well designed with these pastel colors, including the people in the boots and the attendees. The people and the artworks matched like it was all planned, like they were dressed specifically for that fair. Who would have thunk? There were parts of the fair where you can see the water 
along a hallway, which gave it a sense of just being on a luxury resort. I really enjoyed walking around in this art fair because every booth had breathing room and whenever I stopped and talked to the people there, they were all very friendly and I learned a lot from them. It had an overall effect of being calm and classy without any of the pretension. So on a side note, my friend who worked at one of the booths there told me they didn't even get free water and had issues getting ID cards. And people who went to the private party there also complained there was no open bar. So overall, it's a bad experience for the people who work at that specific fair. But I've also heard similar complaints about security at Art Miami for people working at the booths. So, you know, that's neither here nor there, but that's what's happening in the behind the scenes. A couple blocks down on the same stretch of beach is Scope which actually charged the most after Art Basel and was my least favorite. But I was there because it was next to Untitled. So I figured while I'm here, why not? It actually took all the worst things from the other art fairs and it just displayed it. The fair was as crowded as Art Miami, but the works were of lower caliber in my opinion. And people were actually bumping into each other you know, mostly by accident because they were trying to get a selfie or try to get a picture with their friends or all of the above. I would skip it entirely next time around. And the only thing I enjoyed about that one was just watching the pickleball match that was happening in the back. They had a scope pickleball court next to the beach. So that was fun to watch. I didn't make it to Satellite Art Fair, which was actually the only free art fair that's next to Art Basel. If I had to do it all over again, I would buy a multi-day pass at Art Basel, get the VIP tickets for Art Miami so I could check out Aqua Art Fair for free. Then I would spend a whole day at Nada and another whole day at Untitled so I can just enjoy the atmosphere and the art. So before I wrap this up, I'm gonna talk about parties for a minute for all the people that wanna you know, check some of those out too. There are a lot of exclusive industry parties that are connected to the art fairs and others like the Maxim and the Nylon lineups. But for artists with limited access, there are some you can still attend like what I did. So there's the Tribeca Festival, which is a new thing and you can get tickets for it. It's not exclusive. They have panels, but they also have concerts. You can also find parties attached to the VIP tickets like the Pam party that I mentioned before. So while I was there, I went to a Web3 party hosted by Nolcha Shows through the Parlor Social Club app that I'm a part of. I can put the links in the show notes for this. This was a really good party because it was at the SLS Hotel where they had digital art, live paintings, and an open bar. But it was for a limited time, of course. They had two pools, live DJs, and tech people just know how to party. Like, they're the best. If you're interested in brunch by beautiful pool, art, and open bar, I would highly recommend the iconic Sagamore brunch. And you could just buy that. It's $53, and you could get it on Eventbrite. When I was there, they had a live DJ along with some crazy models. It's it's fun. So it's a good way to start off a Saturday morning while you're there. 
Another cool site I found through a friend of mine I met there is uh, Pool Suite. This company usually hosts exclusive parties, and you could sign up for it and check out the website. It's probably one of the coolest websites that I've seen in a long time. I was also introduced to some music producers、uh, through my friend Christine, so I got access to other industry parties and you know lesser known venues. Uh, like a disco party and later Haiti at a club called Zeze. It's a really cool place. So, if you're planning to go there, just try to reach out to people in other industries because it's gonna open up your world and it's just gonna be more fun that way. Now you know which art fairs are worth going to and where to find the best parties during Miami Art Week. Feel free to reach out to me through DM or say hi to me if you see me in New York. Or at some event or party. Take care and enjoy the holidays.